Hello all, welcome to this November 1st through 3rd edition of Show Business. I come to you as always as CP. I'm still Jaime in Fuego, but it's one hour later for me. <laughs> I am Lindsay Peng of My Two Cents and Nonsense. Come with me if you don't want to watch bad yeah. movies. <laughs> I think it's time we terminate this franchise. It can't make the money. <laughs> Oof, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll get right into it. So uh, because mm -hmm. the glorious new box office mojo likes taking its time, um, these are only uh, estimates for the weekend. Uh, first place, Terminator Dark Fate at $29 million. Second, Joker with $14 million. Third was Maleficent with 12 million. Harriet in fourth with a softer 12. Uh, and the Adams family in fifth with 8 million. Yeah, good for them. Um, Dark Fate. Yeah, also hanging Dark out. Dark Fate, 29 million. Uh, apparently is a massive, 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 massive failure ginormous um, uh, they're saying almost 200 million is what they're anticipating the losses will be so on, that's, on dark that's heavy wow. oh yeah because it's not performing well internationally yeah. either. and the last one did the last one yeah. did well enough to justify another one yeah but... i think it was 70 well, actually i could look i could cheat and look at the worldwide i want to do this later but i'll cheat just to see it yeah total right now worldwide dark fate is at 123 so uh wow uh, a little shy of a hundred million worldwide, which um, before we get any further, uh, I think this this goes out to you, Lindsay. Right? You talk about Ten Cent quite a bit, right? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> they are one of the producers on this, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, Ten Cent, finally. Uh, yeah, I I keep seeing Ten Cent pop up, and I don't like it. It's, it's, it's weird to me. They, they're, they're everywhere, man. I. I I'm surrounded by Tencent. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of those movies where, I mean, sure, it, it may not do well in the States, but that may not matter. Um, I mean, if it's going to lose money, it's going to lose money. That that's, that's a problem. But this might be one of those worldwide things where, uh, sure, or Warcraft, perfect example, didn't really do well yeah. here, but was considered a success. Um, Same with Pacific Rim, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. The the yeah. other thing, um, if you go by internet hot takes, you would think that this is the most disgusting, awful, terrible movie in the history of ever. Um, and I'll just go on, I'll, I'll cheat here and give people scores here. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Fuego gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Lindsay is at about a 3 out of 5. Rotten Tomato. Hey, uh, 2.9 to 3.2. Yeah, I, I, I met you in the middle and gave you a 3. I reject the middle. <laughs> we round up or down. <laughs> and the Rotten Tomatoes scores uh, 70 for critic, and then audi audience is 85. So, really? So, like, what? what what is with this vocal minority? Where's all this hate coming from? I mean, it was all right. <laughs> I, I I was honestly a little bored here and there because, like, like you know, Terminator 2, 
it's not all just being chased by robots. Eventually, they take the initiative and they're like, okay, well, you know what? We're going to try and stop this all as we're being chased by robots. And so, you know, the second half of the movie is completely different from the first half of the movie. Whereas the second half of this movie, they're still just running away from the dude and they don't really have a plan. And I'm just, I just kept waiting for that extra gear to get kicked in, and it never did. And so, even though I kind of liked it, it's. It's just kind of it's it's kind of boring. It, for, it, the problem with yeah. this movie is it starts with the climax. I like if if you put that first act Ugh. at the end, like yeah. that's a, that's a that's a really, you know, th- they hit the ground running with with that first act. Everything that's going on, like in the highway and and the chase and mm-hmm. all that, really really great scene, reminiscent of um, the the climax to T two, being yeah, chased great, on a highway. Great. Uh, the, 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 the complaints, like it's, it's an action movie. It's a Terminator movie. Uh, anybody, if anybody can define the logic of time travel in Terminator movies, then, <laughs> then I, I'll give you a gold medal. But if you're going into this movie, you know, for logistics and, <laughs> and nonfiction, then you're going to be upset. But yeah. Um, the complaints I'm, well, you know what, we, we can get to the complaints, but, uh, Fuego, why don't, why don't you go ahead and just talk about how you felt about the movie, then we'll talk to Lindsay, and then we'll, we'll round out what, what, what the problem is. Uh, uh, well, you know, I do have to first and foremost give, uh, my co-host on the horror show, Cecil Laird, some credit because he nailed it, and then Jeremy Johns in turn said the exact same thing more or less in fewer words but they alien three the beginning yes. of this movie yes. and i hated it okay. so <laughs> much so so much but they they kind of had their hand tied behind their back in that regard because one actor who appears at the beginning of this film is very aged and they had a body double and kind of retrofit a face and stuff and uh i don't know it it, it kind of very similar to what happened with Three from Hell with Rob Zombie. Mm. I felt like it disserviced the film that it's a direct sequel to in that regard. And so that really bugged me. I really dug Mackenzie Davis, though. I think she is terrific in this film. That was Honestly, Grace, right? steals, yeah, steals the show from Linda Hamilton, who I didn't. Th- she felt more like she was mailing it in in this to me. Uh, I thought the action was terrific, and I really liked Gabriel Luna as the new Terminator. I thought it was cool the way, okay, he's liquid metal, but he can separate from the you know endoskeleton mm-hmm. and all that. I thought that was cool. His stoic performance was definitely, in a lot of ways, on par with Robert Patrick. I thought that was good. I also liked that it had some some social and uh, you know just kind of uh, social political themes to go with mm-hmm. once it got to about the middle of the film as they're trying to do the border crossing and things like that. So that was and how easy that was it was, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's you know, this movie is so check your brain in at the door. Yeah. It's I mean, with the illogicalities and the contradictions and all this other stuff, and I didn't like the renaming of Skynet. That really, I was just like, what? Oh yeah, and I got I, that. I had a that on was that. lame. Um, and I also I, I have to say, even though uh, Arnold is in both this one and Genesis, and Genesis is not a better movie than this. But I will at least say Genesis kind of did some things differently, which I thought was impressive to a degree, even if they didn't execute it. This was much like like Genesis was much more so The Last Jedi, whereas this was much more so The Force Awakens. As far as Genesis tried to do different things and it didn't necessarily succeed, but I felt like this was it went the safe route in a lot of ways. 
There were too many callbacks in the action sequences, even if it, they were thrilling and exciting and enjoyable. And I'm sure that was a deliberate thing. Uh, but not, nonetheless, I it was just very much okay. And for a film that was billed as the best since T2, I still like T3 better, but <laughs> not, I mean, not, not by a large margin or anything. I'm not singing the praises of Terminator 3, but... <laughs> I, I feel like the other four Terminator movies after James Cameron's initial pairing are all just very okay. And this was no different. And I was really excited for this. And it's a phrase I often mention on the horror show. The burden of expectation is some real shizzle, guys. It really is. And I went in expecting a lot from this, especially with a return to an R rating. And it I was happy that it was violent, although I did read that they shot two different versions of the film, a PG-13 version mm. and an R-rated version, and they were just kind of wondering, okay, then, you know, are the, is the studio going to let us go through with it? Which they obviously did, but it was only to the tune of a couple million more because I think Genesis only made like 27 and some change as well. So I just think audiences don't care about this franchise anymore, and who knows like when it will reappear, which breaks my heart because I have tons of the Dark Horse comics and some of the later crossover things with like RoboCop and all this other cool stuff. I, I love how the story has been continued in other mediums, but I was disappointed with this movie, but I didn't hate it. You know, I've seen yeah, some you're in critics the middle. like crapping on yeah. it, you know, I'm very much in the middle. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. I, 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 first of all, it's a very soft R. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is like there, there's no iconic thing through the eye shot holding on it as he's twitching and dying slowly or through the shoulder or, you know, through the milk carton, through the mouth, through the back. So you got the bloody milk. Like, mm. you know, there, there wasn't like an at least nothing jumped out at me as like the iconic gory moment. So it, it, it's lacking in that. Yeah, some it digital did... blood. They're like, hey, if we give it an R, digital blood, let's do it. And let's have some F words in there. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. They, they did drop a couple F bombs. And I guess we did see Grace's butt and Gabriel Luna's butt, and which I was appreciative. Of. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, Gabriel Luna had a great butt, dude. Like, I'm outside. Like, did did, did <laughs> do you think? I hate to, that I focused on this so much, but I remember when when Grace had her, you know, I, I'm here as a Terminator moment. They had a side shot, and I'm like, did they did they undo her nipples because they had a side shot, and you just could not see nipple. I yeah, because yeah, you can show button. Yeah, yeah, not not that I was looking button hard button or anything, button. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly would. Uh, I'll admit it. <laughs> she's a babe. I, I really dig Mackenzie Davis, and she's a great mm. actress too, as she proved in this. I yeah, think. I forgot so, she I was think in this is the first time I've really seen her. I liked her a lot too. She really kicked, she kicked a lot of butt. She really owned it. Well, t uh, this is my first time seeing her do action, but I mean, yeah. Lizzie gets the f across town and Tully. I mean, she's ter she's really got a lot of range, which I appreciate. So. Ooh, um. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she was very good. I really liked the girl who played Danny, the target of all the terminating. I thought she was great. Uh, the opening scene that again, maybe we shouldn't give go into too much because it's, it's spoilery. It's, um, it's, spoilery. it's wait a minute, it's, we'll, we'll it's it's out there. It's out there. It's five okay. minutes. If you show up a little late from the popcorn line, you miss John Connor dying. Like it happens <laughs> early, yeah. like yeah. early. That's where the alien right. threeing yeah. it comes from because it's like hey john connor yeah. no more now 
Yep, Newt dead. Yeah. Let's just kill yeah. you know our our main kid who was very pivotal in the previous film storyline. And so that's where I make the connection. I I see Cody is disagreeing, and obviously you know respectfully so. I, I haven't watched his review yet because I know he did a regular into spoiler, and I totally want to check his out. Stuckman's out. A couple of my mm -hmm. other favorite YouTubers. So. Yeah. Well, it was a very well realized scene too because uh, it, I, I've been reading online. I guess they just did digitally de aging, but I swear to God that was unused yes. footage from T two. Yes, like it, an it un, looks like incredible. an alternate ending, and it, it ties into it so well too because so much of the first two Terminators are about Sarah's dreams, her visions mm, of the future as she's true. being haunted by all this. Yeah. And so it fits just so perfectly as like a fake out ending, but they're actually okay or something like three quarters of the way through the movie. But then they decided, no, it was too much. We need to shorten up the film some. So it, it, that I I praise the hell out of that scene in the creation. It was it is the best use of de aging that I have seen to date, mm -hmm. or, or digitally putting a face over someone. Right? Like this makes Tarkin that already looked like shit look like shit from 1993. <laughs> And like it's even better than Captain Marvel with Samuel L. Jackson. I'm gonna go ahead and say mm. that too. Just that mm -hmm. when you first see Sarah and she's sitting there, she's got the hair in that in the uniform. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, you look exactly like you did in the the nuking LA scene in 1991. That mm. is incredible. I just wish like the movie had more balls to do something more interesting and really kind of like break away from the patterns. Like I really love putting, you know, uh, 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 internment camps at borders uh, against the juxtaposition of a horrible future where mankind is in cages by machines. Like all that is really, really good stuff. It's interesting, but it was just Terminator 2, but it's just surrounded by water, not lava at the end. And, <laughs> I, I, and then like and the editing. Uh -huh. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Captain Marvel actually does not have the worst editing of 2019. That goes to Dark Fate. And, and this we were is, talking, yeah, off camera, we, were, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently M Miller and Cameron butted heads through the editing process, and it makes sense. Like, there's a, there's a scene of exposition where they're in the hotel room, and they say things, and then it, they move on to their driving, and they basically just kind of continue the conversation. But it feels like, you know, they shot one version of this exposition scene all in the hotel room. And then they shot another version of the exposition scene, all driving. Mm -hmm. And then in the editing bay, they just combined them together. And it was awkward and it was horrible because like Sarah Connor's like, you can't have a cell phone uh, out the window. Uh, but by the way, I have a cell phone. I just keep <laughs> it in a chip bag. So you could have kept your cell phone in a chip bag. But hey, whatever. I guess this is where we are. And then and, and, and the, that, that wasn't even the worst one. I think the worst one was uh, Sarah's like, Skynet blew up the world and the lady bot from the future is like, no, 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 it wasn't called Skynet, it was something else and, the, and she doesn't explain what it is and then they start driving and then one of the first things she does after they start driving is, is explain that no, it wasn't called Skynet, it was called Legion and it was basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. This movie is just at odds <laughs> itself and that's before we talk about like the rapid fire editing with everything, just getting the crap beat out of it at, and with the camera way too close so we can't like get the money shots oh, the well. the action or, is shot like, poorly. That it's it's so bad. Which it, is like, shocking because yeah. Tim Miller shot the hell yeah. out of that of the first Deadpool it, film. And the action's terrific in that if movie. If it's That's not wonder, slow motion, where you wonder how much did Cameron have to say? You know, I mean, I don't know. When it's slow motion, yeah, not, it's shot well. But if it's not, they're they've got that camera movement, action stuff. My my complaints about this movie are 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 purely technical. Like, um. Like I said, well, to be fair, the, the, the reason why the actions, it's not just the way it's cut together. It's also, you have no sense of where anything right, is. Right, very, like it, yeah, very Resident yeah. Evil final chapter-y. 
<laughs> well, but even worse, I think, because it was like, oh, so she's over there. Oh, but now she's coming from this other angle because they broke the 180 degree yeah, line a rule times. a couple of times. And like three or four in the same action mm -hmm. scene. And for those that don't know, the 180 degree line is like, imagine like, you know, you're watching a, uh, a sitcom. You know, you only ever see things from one angle. Yeah. And that's because if you start showing the same thing from multiple angles and you're crossing that line, it sometimes becomes confusing, especially when there's a lot of things happening very fast over a widespread yeah. area. It's uh... Well, and also with a sitcom, if you turn yeah. around, you see the studio audience on the oh, exactly. other side, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's one of those yeah. at least. So it's It's the fourth wall, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's yeah and when you break it it's it's bad well i mean it's not you, you, i've seen good movies do it it can be done well but in the middle of a chaotic scene and when we don't know where everything is and then you're showing angle uh, different angles than you did before it just gets confusing mm -hmm. yeah. well the one thing we didn't address is the biggest name in this franchise and hmm? i didn't like what they did with edward Schwarzenegger, furlong man. they brought him back yeah good for him like he he owned that man he's only been in two of the movies now but yeah he is the star he's, of this franchise he's listed on the imdb here but uh i honestly hated what they did with with arnold in this i enjoyed arnold's terminator better in genesis a lot a lot more actually and the motivation and the settling down and having a family and i'm just like what and i don't know it just didn't do it for me it, it's it was cool to see him kicking ass but he didn't have scenes that i thought were as funny as his stuff in in the previous film do and you know, do you know that it's his last one do you know <laughs> obviously he's yeah he said that i won't be back he explicitly you said know what's that. funny that that part that like that him you know the t800 right 800 um that's the model yeah. 101 uh 18 yeah, who, whatever yeah. The, yeah. that what you saw of arnold in in dark fate was what james cameron contributed he he wanted to see something Ugh. like that that was his like in in an interview dude's out of touch <laughs> in an interview i mean Go ahead. I, it, it could have worked if they if he explained it on a longer timeline like he made it sound like he started the settling down life two months after killing john connor yeah. Not like he should have spent years and years among people and slowly kind of built a thing for himself and then met someone and then started a thing. But well, he, I, he fulfilled I, his yeah. duty, right? I mean, mission yeah. accomplished. And then what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and like it, we've seen Terminators grow feelings for people right. in the past and Terminator too. Right. So like I thought right. that was an interesting way to extend that out. Right. But it was just handled very sloppily and it does feel like a last minute addition to a script that already had some issues in the first place. Well, there's what? There's, there's that five writers? Oh, five writers? Yeah. Five writers? Uh, four many, story bodies? Too many cooks? Yeah. Too, too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> but, like, there's... I'm glad you knew it. That's awesome. The, the, pro the problem... It listen. You, you gotta you gotta turn your brain off and leave it at the door. This this is a perfectly True. fine... That I mean, none of us really are... You know, none of us gave it a one. Nobody's really no, saying right. you, you can't it. see it. Um... November's a little bit of a weird time for it, I guess. It, it, yeah. it, you release this movie mm -hmm. in July. Who knows? That's when the last one came right. out, right? June, right. July, I want right. to say. Mm -hmm. um, July 4th weekend, if I remember, you, four years you ago. Know, mm -hmm. I'll be the first to say if a movie feels a little too woke, and I really didn't get that from this movie. There, there was, yeah. there was a line or two where it was just like, well, well go on, go on. 
I mean, well, I kind of did. Oh, sorry, Lindsay, have at it. No, no, I was going to say, I, I like that the, the subversion of it's not the the woman that's going to give birth to the future. Again, spoilers, I guess. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This woman just is the, she's the one that's going to yeah. lead it. She's not going to give birth to the leader. She's the leader. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, like, I could have okay, done without yeah. Linda Hamilton saying you're just a womb. Like, like. Yeah, can, that was, can I, I do. Not... That, although I. I did like that the Terminator threatened to kick her ass over that. That that was like <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> but it's it's always been a franchise about women I, kicking I know. ass, though, with the exception of yeah. Salvation. Salvation's the only one that deterred from that, and uh, obviously that one was. That's probably my least favorite Terminator film. I know a lot of people really hate on the Jenny Smith or Jen or whatever the hell. But Genesis. Yeah, I. I don't know. Salvation just doesn't do it for me. And that was a concept that I had wanted to see for so long. And that was also going to be a planned trilogy, just like this was going to be a planned mm. trilogy. And uh, I'm guessing that's not happening now. Well, so, we don't know. Unless we Maybe do see China. those overseas, like like yeah. you were talking about. That but... 10 cent factor. Yeah. <laughs> True. But there's like there's there's complaints. And what's funny is and I'm just kind of bucking the the internet trend a lot of there's a lot of these hot take people that, that get you know dozens upon thousands of views and a lot of them said mm -hmm. angry joe oh <laughs> i don't like that guy cecil watches him all the time i'm yeah i, I, I got a i got a small taste of how how much cecil likes popular youtubers it's like dude yeah. Hey, uh, when, when Joe's on, I do like him a lot, but uh, especially because like he, he he approaches films differently than the other two guys that are with him. But sometimes I get I just yeah I, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, well, so, so, I know, I'm not being critical. They're huge. I love Joe's gaming that, stuff. I thought whatever. At least he's yeah, but, seen yeah, it. Yeah. Like a lot of these hot take yeah, people are like hating on the movie and they're they're vetoing the idea of seeing the movie. And it's like, how can you talk about a film? That you know nothing like you're going on hearsay, secondhand knowledge, yeah. and you're you're. It's so internet culture yeah. in this day and age. It's terrible. And, <laughs> and all these major gripes. Listen, if you want to talk about technical aspects, yes, uh, the, 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 it, okay, it's a it's a Terminator movie. Um, you could you could pick them. Back to the Future, one of the best movies ever. Mm -hmm. If if you really sit and pick at it, you can you can really make it look bad. Yeah, it's it's convoluted, right. and the most convoluted of all is my favorite entry in the series, which is the second yeah. one. And a lot of people say that's blasphemy, but I love. I Back agree to the with you. Too. It's my favorite. <laughs> I think all three of them are just good. I don't really have a favorite. Like when I watch one, I watch all of them. It's. it's, yeah. it's I know some things. people don't like the western angle, but I love westerns, so I, yeah. I was totally for that. And you've got little. Uh, uh, what's his name? Steen or Mary, Mary Steen version? That's her name. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Is that the yeah, the, the... the Mrs., uh, yeah. girl? Yeah, time, time after time with uh, Malcolm McDowell. Great movie. So, um, the the gripes against this movie are really nitpicky things and or stuff that just doesn't exist. Like like this this woke culture thing. Uh, something oh, yeah, something I saw that yes yes are there a couple of lines that that you know are a little strained. Sure, but you know this. This is the franchise that started with with a strong woman, and then there's been complaints where they say that the lead actress, what what's her character's name, Laurie, Laurie, um, Dan Danny, uh, Grace, Grace, Danny, Danny. Danny yeah. They Danny, say that like the girl they're protecting. They said yeah. that she's too weak, but 
We're, oh God, we're, no! You we're me? witnessing her get strong, like she's being yeah. protected throughout the movie. Of course, she's too mm-hmm. weak. She has to be protected by three people. Uh, she she develops into the person that, like, she slowly learns of you know what her responsibility is. At the end, she you know she makes a stand. There's there's a bunch of complaints that I'm sorry, like if that's genuinely what you're saying, the problem with Terminator is, I don't buy it. The 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 not my John Connor thing. Guess what, folks? <laughs> it hasn't worked with John Connor for what three movies in a row. Let's try something yeah. new. Mm-hmm. I That's still didn't mind I, Jason yeah. Clark. I didn't. Yeah. What they did well, with him, I, it yeah. was at least different. You know. So. Yeah. No. I mean, like the, I wanted the ending of Salvation where John Connor is dead and you put his skin on a Terminator because John Connor is yeah. just a face. He's just a name. He's yeah. he is a person. Like even in Terminator Two, what does he do that's so special? He hacks into an ATM mm-hmm. and then a security vault, and that's it. Nothing about anything. He's good with tech. That that's what qualifies him to be the leader of the future. I don't think so. But yeah. And but this girl, she's like, and that's why I'm so disappointed that the second half of this movie doesn't get more interesting because this girl. Eventually, she is like, no, this is what we're doing. Right. She's calling the shots. Right. So yeah. right, that's right. Why, we're not you know, running anymore. If it's going to happen. It's going to happen did. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect the hell out of that. Sure, and and the complaints have always been, oh, John Connor. It's it. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Well, all right. Guess what? We're we're wiping our hands of John Connor. He did mm-hmm. his job. Right. What would happen if somebody else did it? Like. Yeah, I, 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 and, and look, if you want to really nitpick this movie too, let's go for the big one here. The point, the point of Terminator is there's no fate for what you make, but what you make for yourself. They stopped Skynet. They acknowledge right. that they stopped Skynet in this movie, mm-hmm. and then just another Skynet comes along. <laughs> like that, that, that's why we're calling this the Force Awakens because it's the Empire, and then it's the First yeah. Order. It doesn't make yeah. sense that it's still hanging around. Like, like yeah. what if in the future it's what you, you want to do a cool Terminator movie? Have it be the mankind that's on the verge of destroying the future, the term, the, the sending the robots back to the past to fix the timeline so humanity doesn't kill itself. And so it's a reversal thing. And Sarah Connor assumes that the <laughs> robots are bad, so she's killing them all, and she's guaranteeing the bad future. That's a cool yeah, twist. There's there's yeah. stuff where like I mean admittedly if if i start thinking like when i start thinking about them sending <laughs> multiple terminators back it's just like yeah. all right that's all right uh, <laughs> that's kind of flimsy but you know I, listen i'm i'm not watching terminator dark fate for for like you know i'm not i'm not expecting ex machina levels of sci-fi for this mm, good poll <laughs> i love that movie <laughs> i want to see i want to see that now i want instead of a sexy lady bot it's an arnold bot just trying to un- get to know humans but no you don't even know it's a terminator movie it's just arnold as a bot getting to know people but then at the end he starts killing people because it's skynet and it's taking yeah. over after he gets done dancing with oscar isaac it's it's terrific you know? I, for the record uh and on on youtube i i really regret not asking cody to take part because he's Cody loves the movie. He, I think he gave it a four point two five out of five, um, and up, and his comment section has yeah. been lit up. Cody would be. It's just, it's just super tough because of the fact that I consider Terminator Two to be one of the greatest films ever. Not right. just not not just action right. movies. I mean, I, right. it's a story I've told multiple times. In the fact that my father did not cry at his dad's funeral, <laughs> and yet my dad he's like tearing up and crying when arnold's being lowered into the into the lava at the end of the film i mean that shows how this film has the capability of affecting people and you know especially even macho men it'll like break them down and to, just to do a little revisionistness it's 
it's not so much that I hated the choice they made with the way of doing away with John Connor. It's just the fact that it was a very bold move, just like killing Newt and killing these beloved characters from the previous film in, in Aliens. That was, and I've grown to appreciate Fincher's Alien Three over the years. Uh, mm. It's it, it's it's still on par with this, where there was two terrific films to start the franchise, and then everything else since then has been you know decent but nothing that really wowed me and so yeah i guess you know, that's that's about where i'm at so here's here's something i love about the first two terminator movies i i don't i, I don't necessarily believe subscribe to this theory anymore but for a long time i had the theory that we never actually see the future in either terminator one or two all we yeah. ever see is sarah's interpretation of the future or no, just the no, 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 no. terminator two well, opens but, with but, but hold on Go ahead. Uh, but that could be very. It's it's Sarah Connor narrating over of the over the future, talking about her son. That could be just what she is thinking, what she is feeling about the whole thing. The biggest hole, the biggest plot hole in this theory is the fact that Terminator One opens with uh, text over images of the war. But even that, you can argue, is just Sarah again telling the story of her son. To I, I want to. But you can't you, you can't apply that type of theory to any Terminator movie that's come out since Terminator Three because they're all such boring bare bones plot just for the excuse to have robots bunch I want other. a Terminator movie where the ending is a fight club ending and, and she's just crazy <laughs> she's just bonkers it's, none yeah, of it, it happens it flash forwards to the future and you know it never even happened just like the alternate ending to T2 where she's just sitting in the park and everything's tranquil and whatever and I mean the thing about time travel films awesome, like this is the fact that it's almost the sound of thunder mentality where mm-hmm. uh, t- t- to, to flap the but- butterfly's wings or, you know, wh- whatever the hell it is. I, I feel like the future is constantly changing in this yeah. franchise and that the timelines are being altered all the damn time, maybe even throughout the film with the slightest things that transpire. And I just always, you know, think of Homer Simpson. I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish. And, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, what, my, I, I think they're, they're banking on the past way too much. Cause I think one of the, the weaker aspects of this movie is, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like it feels so shoehorned. Yeah. Like, you know what? Get, all right, you killed John Connor. You you have you have that that moment there. Let's not see him again. Like, you move fo- step forward. It's it's the same thing with Star Wars. It's everybody. Uh, that's that's not my Luke. But what what do you want to watch him save the day for fifteen movies? Like, <laughs> and there's a lot of plot holes in this movie because of Arnold, like serious ones. Like, how did he know the exact t- day, time, and location of these things? Okay, he sensed a disturbance in the time force, but how does that give him the exact day, time, and location? And also, how does the future know about him in order to give Grace the information to go to him? Yeah. There's like they bent so far out of their way in order to get Arnold in there. And I love Arnold. I love that he's a draper. I love that uh-huh. scene where he's talking about draping a little girl's room. That that really made Cute me touch, laugh. That right. was really, yeah, that uh-huh. I, I, I was adorable. But it's like there's just so much he he does he's very unnecessary and it does uh it just makes you question too much about the movie and immediately after that cute scene about him talking about the little girl's drapes then a character comes in who we have no idea who they are mm-hmm. what their relationship is with anyone and they're immediately killed off and the thing that they were there to do give sarah a weapon is destroyed so they don't get to it's like why was that character in this movie oh right <laughs> like, i thought it was gonna be miles dyson's son but no he's just a <laughs> random dude yeah exactly <laughs> I'm surprised there was no callback to that. Someone breathing, like I guess maybe she was breathing like that. 
And that's also, once again, some stuff I liked in Genesis with Dyson's kid growing up. And I, I mean, it it did different things, whereas this, as as well as I feel like a lot of the stuff here was executed, once again, it felt very familiar, mm-hmm. you know? So it didn't forge as much new ground as I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of cruised past this, but I just want to talk about the opening weekend and how much of a quote unquote yeah. disaster it is. Um, without inflation, you'd be surprised. The highest grossing Terminator film is Terminator 3 with 44 million. And that, you know, granted, granted, that's what, 2001 money. Uh, that, that's probably mm-hmm. closer to like 60 or something now. Uh, followed by Terminator Salvation with 43 million, uh, mm. Terminator 2 with 32 million, but that's 1991 money that that might as well be doubled. Uh, Dark Fate comes in fourth with 29, Genesis in fifth with 27, and The Terminator was four million, but that was a bit of a an indie. Um, and again, that's the oldest that that money could mm-hmm. could be uh a little different so um it off box office topic um can i just ask if either of you guys watched that tv series that they did sarah connor no i'm gonna get around to it one day i did watch the pilot uh, a few months ago i was like oh this is pretty good and i just never went back to it but it it looks interesting and i love me some what's river from uh uh firefly Mm -hmm. uh whatever her name is so I, i should watch it just for that I just picked up the first season like on discount at uh, Zia Records, which is like a Tower Records kind of place that does new and used stuff here recently for like five bucks. And I'm like, I need to finally get around to checking this out because I've heard decent enough things. So, Well, I've owned The Host for like 10 years and I love Bong Joon-ho. So it's like, why haven't I watched that? It's just sitting oh, that right there. That so good. Yeah. That's a great movie. I bought that at a Blockbuster that was closing down. That's how long I've had that movie, and I haven't watched it. Speaks volumes. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I mean, I guess my my point is, it's not like Terminator has ever been Star Warsy. It, I mean, the highest grossing opening weekend is Terminator Three with forty four million. Um, is twenty nine that that big a disaster? Uh. I mean, by those, by the logic of we want all the movie ever, all the money ever, ever, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, with just seeing Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen together again, you gotta believe they were hoping for significantly better than the previous film. But I mean, the the, the previous film brought Arnold back after they weirdly digitized mm. him in that scene at the end of Salvation. So I don't. I don't know. This is definitely disappointing, but I don't think it's really out of the realm of logic for those who have seen how the franchise has trended in the last, you know, like 10, 12 yeah. years, whatever it is. Uh, so. I've got. I, I think I figure, figured it out. I know why it's being called such a big failure, uh-huh. because they have to split the budget, the the takings oh, between yeah? Skydance, Paramount, and oh, 20th Century Fox. That's right. With a budget of roughly 190 million, not counting advertisements, so yeah. probably cost pushing three, and you have to divvy up the gimmings by three. I was shocked when I saw Fox and Paramount at the beginning yeah. of the film. I was like, "Wait, they were both involved in this one?" Mm-hmm. And then I was in turn trying to remember who did the original few and so on. And yeah, um, so it took. Oh, actually, mostly split three ways. So actually, they probably owe like ten cents some. Like sure, we talked about sure. Ten percent goes to them. And... Uh, so terminator 2 all time worldwide is the highest grossing at 517 uh 
Terminator nice. Genesis is the second highest grossing film in the franchise with 440. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Terminator 3 in third with 433. Terminator Salvation with 371. Uh, currently, Terminator Dark Fate is fifth with 123. And The Terminator is last with 78. Um, I don't know. Okay. Can Dark Fate double the? It's it's. I mean, if it doubles itself, it's at at about two fifty. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to make it to four hundred. But uh, uh, if it makes it to, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to make any random predictions. It's not going to do good though, because this is the fourth attempted reboot at this franchise that hasn't been good in since nineteen ninety one. Well. Uh, how many more territories does it need to be released in? Is, has it been released? Information in... I don't even know if we can yeah. see on IMDb anymore because we used to be able to. <laughs> Thanks, Box Office. Can we spend the next on, hour complaining on, on about Box Office Mojo. Box Office Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate it. It's so bad. If if it hasn't been released in China yet, if it's are there ghosts in this movie? No. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> if you know China might might be a big deal. Like there 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 could be a couple of. Like the the problem with this is, um, everybody seems to like it for the most part. Uh, all critics and audiences. right, right. It's it's it's. Huh. Uh, wait, well, let me get that score again. So, Rotten Tomatoes is a seventy for critics, eighty five for audience. Uh, none of us are really terribly crapping on it, and the people who are really really voicing displeasure haven't seen the damn thing so uh, i don't know may, maybe word of mouth might might do something for this but it's getting a lot of bad word of mouth too so it's uh, it, it, i don't know <laughs> how much it could help it could get. <laughs> i think with dr sleep coming yeah. out next week though and how big stephen king is right now i think this movie at least domestically is totally dead in the water it might make 10 next yeah, week i don't think it's gonna reach you know i don't it's definitely not gonna reach 100 uh no not at all i don't even know if it's gonna do 40 per i, I mean total? maybe in its entire domestic uh, life it'll do it'll, it might do 50 in its entire domestic that's, life that's, a, but... that's only 11 to 40 <laughs> yikes <laughs> uh. um yeah, uh, it's it, it's difficult. Uh, I, 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 there's there's always home media. It's just it's just it's just strange. I get it. Uh, they only care about money, but people like the averages. The math is there. People enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah. people aren't paying to enjoy it, but <laughs> some, yeah. something doesn't add up. Uh, what do you what do you cook on, Lindsay? I, uh, I, I might sneeze in a second here. Oh, you know, is that what that is? I, I see. Uh, <laughs> you had this very deep. No, I'm, act, I'm um, I'm looking at Tencent picture. Hey, there it Tencent is. Pic <laughs> Tencent pictures Wikipedia page. Uh, other movies that they have produced are Warcraft, Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, Venom, Bumblebee, Men in Black International. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Black, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a good, beautiful day in the neighborhood that's coming out soon. They're also doing the Top Gun, the new Top Gun movie, and Monster Hunter. So since 2015. Doing the Rogers. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so that's in since 2015 when they were set up. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine American released movies and uh, like four or five, like uh, Rocco Kingdom Four, Blood of Youth, and Wish Dragon that are, I'm assuming those are more Chinese movies. That so yeah, I don't know. And it's a Chinese PR company, right? Uh, it's a Chinese company that's uh, it's it's uh, Tencent Pictures is owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese multinational conglomerate holding company founded in 1998. Who let me just give you the quick list here: uh, productions and services. They're in entertainment, which means video games, TV, comics, music, education, e-commerce, utilities, wow. and other. <laughs> whatever that yeah, entails just, okay. yeah after all that right? I don't know what <laughs> whatever you got they'll take 10 percent of it and uh make, yes. make their done big brother manipulation <laughs> i have not been able to con confirm that their goal is to own 10 cent of everything but it kind of makes sense right <laughs> with their name we know for a fact that they own 10 10 of blizzard the big big gaming company mm. who knows who knows anyway guys. cody had a he just dropped that expansion trailer sorry anyway Ooh, that did look good though cody yeah. had a decent point in the youtube chat that the the release date of uh halloween uh you know if, if you saw it on thursday night screenings the the big halloween movie was terminator which really doesn't it, it it's it's a strange time to release that movie like it yeah. it really should have flip-flopped i don't know what like who who made those decisions dr sleep probably should have opened this week and terminated oh, yeah. yeah agreed yeah honestly they they should have probably put this in like august i'm i'm telling you, know? you like the I, I i nothing about this movie says to me oh yeah early november like it's just a weird, weird period for, for this movie. Um, I, I mean, I can actually kind of see an argument for it because the original Terminator is kind of a sci-fi horror thriller. Oh, it's a total horror mm, movie, yeah. the first one. I, I, that's what uh, Cody and I were just uh, back and forth and a second ago about. So. Oh, my bad, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, maybe that's why. Because, like, they're trying to, hey, if we say we're a horror movie, maybe, maybe people, if we make people feel like Terminator is a horror movie, again, maybe they'll put more butts in seats. I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I am reaching, so Yo, I am stretch Armstrong. I had this, straight like, A-team yeah. flashbacks when, when they were falling. At, oh, the remake that they did with uh, what, yeah, when uh, they were, Bradley what, Cooper and yeah, Rampage. Yeah. When and, they were falling in the in the, the Jeep <laughs> without the, uh, the parachute, I was like, oh, this is just like A-team. Cecil actually made the Fast and Furious comparison, which since I haven't really watched a lot of those later films, he, he said that he felt like a lot of the action yeah. sequences in their over-the-topness felt akin to that series. So. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, I could definitely see that. It also felt very mummy when they're like fly, falling around oh, the side of the yeah. it's like, like, <laughs> yeah, that, And now I think of the scream. Yeah. The, oh! yeah. that, whole, that whole plane sequence just seemed like like that's that's why I say that that opening that opening chase and that whatever you want to call that in the in the first act that was that was good enough to be a a, a climax so they of course they had yeah. to top that I don't I don't know why top that yeah that whole plane <laughs> sequence it's just mm. well this movie's got a really back to the first release um the very first Terminator came out October twenty sixth. Yeah, that's a oh. horror movie. And then, yeah, and then two came out uh, July Fourth weekend. Three came out July Fourth weekend. Genesis wow. came out July Fourth weekend. <laughs> Salvation May twentieth. So still not too far off, and still a summer blockbuster, mm -hmm. obviously. So interesting. Yeah, we had a so, yeah. we had a soft August. That I I, I don't yeah, want to yeah. hear. 
I, there's, there's, there's still, like, I get it. Uh, the traditional calendar of releasing stuff is, is kind of torqued from when hell, even we started talk doing shows like this a couple of years ago. It, it's, it's way different, but there are still some months where, you know, it just, it's still the same. And I think November is one of those months. January still kind of feels like the dumping ground month, but February for some reason isn't, isn't as uh, flawed as it used to be. There's, there's some, well, and Deadpool changed right, that to a right, degree. Right, right, so. right. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's, it's just, I don't understand. And Black Panther. Black Panther came out in February. Yeah, you're right, right. You, but yeah, yeah, Deadpool paved the way for the superhero yeah. release there, where there's a little competition, like in the typical summer season. So. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool definitely broke the trend. And then, like, I think, like, Black Panther, like, cemented yeah. it. Like, it's, <laughs> they said, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> and also, January is, like, weird low-budget horror time now. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of film that goes there on a $5, $10 million budget and does very mm-hmm. well. So. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't know. I mean, the timing is is really funky, which um, I guess we could segue into what's coming out this week, which is Dr. Sleep, the the shining yeah. sequel. Um, uh, yes. I saw the more more I see of this movie, the more excited for it I am. It's it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, Fuego and I have have seen it. Um, oh, okay. So, Fuego, as the Stephen King guy, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and yeah. roll out the red carpet. Why, why don't you tell us what you thought? <laughs> Do you mean the blood carpet? <laughs> I'll, yes, well, I'll open yeah. the elevator doors and let the blood pour out for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I and I think of where Shelley was getting her first period on South Park Ooh. and how they did the send up of yeah. that, which was just hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yes, also uh, hail to Stephen King every Saturday on the Horror Show Channel. But. Uh, yeah, um, it does some it, it does some deviations from the book, and there is obviously no way around that with the fact that Kubrick made some significant changes, not just in tone, but in the ending and some things that transpire. Also, character redemption aspects, and like I mean, what happens with the Overlook, as I definitely talked about on here and various other shows previously, totally different from in one incarnation. It's standing still. Uh, in the film, obviously, and in the other, in the Shining book, it's destroyed. Also in the miniseries, if you've ever watched the, the Mick Garris one with Dude from Wings in it. But uh, this had to kind of straddle the line, and I thought it did it exceptionally well. Uh, the, the, the Ferguson, Rebecca Ferguson, is exactly how I envisioned Rose the Hat in my head when I read Dr. Sleep. Hmm. And I actually, by a slim margin, prefer Dr. Sleep, the book, to... The Shining. I've just never been one of those people that adores The Shining like a lot of other Stephen King fans. It's it's very solid, but it's not in my top five or probably even my top ten, in all honesty. But it is expertly directed as, I mean, Flanagan solidified himself with The Haunting of Hill House and especially that sixth episode, those tracking shots and all that stuff where it was just one seamless. Like, he is a visual just archer. He's a genius in my estimation. And he did a pretty significant rewrite and polish on this script that had been floating around for a few years. But I loved Ewan McGregor as the grown-up Danny Torrance. Mm. The the scenes with uh, the the stand-in for Dick Halloran, he looked very, very similar. Uh, there's also some other stand-ins for other characters mm. without spoiling <laughs> stuff, which CCP obviously knows having seen mm. this. They don't quite look Mm-mm. the same, but it's very convincing. And 
I mean, if we're talking like recasting versus DHing, like in Dark Fate, I would say this was almost as, as successful. And uh, uh, cool. they, they they did change the relationship of uh, Danny with this young girl just a little bit, but um, she's terrific in this movie as well. There's legitimate menace to this true knot, this group of psychic vampires. And there is a scene with a young boy played by Jacob Tremblay, which is oh. genuinely chilling. And it just shows that these assholes mean business. Mm. And there's also another one with a young girl who you will recognize from the haunting of Hill house and in, uh, in the earlier bits of the film. And so I don't know. I, as always, I still prefer the book. It's not like one of those situations where Shawshank redemption is better than the source material you know the mist i contend is better than the source material however it's it's a very strong stephen king adaptation and i can't wait to see it again i'm seeing it again this week so cool yeah um it for anybody who says that this is a a, a, a adaptation of the book um that 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 may be well and good but it's a it certainly is a sequel to the film there's no way that they uh, yeah. um that they were avoiding that the whole third act is <laughs> hi we're just going to lean on imagery from yeah. from the original uh, which i think king has politely made amends with because he has notoriously said how much he hates kubrick film though right. he's never criticized it stylistically he's always been mad about the tone differences compared right. to the book and i don't know though it makes me think in some ways like king praised the dark tower movie before it came out and then later on after it bombed and everybody hated Never it he mind. was just like yeah it really wasn't very good almost like cameron with genesis uh, you know? oh yeah it's like well i was saving face and just trying to promote this thing that's gonna make me money yeah. but you know nonetheless i i think he's not just playing nice here i i feel like he loved the gerald's game adaptation that flanagan did so much which was considered unfilmable by a lot of film hmm. fans and uh, fans of the book, obviously, it's a woman chained to a bed for like ninety something. You know, where's your problem? And he did a terrific job with that. <laughs> so. well, it, it's I haven't watched episode two or three yet of Watchmen, and I really need to get on that because I love that first episode so much. But that's also like you, it, you go into it like, is this a sequel to the movie? Is it a sequel to the book? Like which is this? And then it, it actually... is hating on it, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, have you watched it? Now. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I have not, but I love the graphic novel, and I praise the hell out of the ultimate cut where they put the black freighter back in, right, interspersed yeah, yeah. just like in the comic, where you have the segues and the story within the story, and so. Well, I won't spoil it then again. And it's a movie. It's not a movie, so we gotta get away from it. But <laughs> yes. the way that they answer what it is a sequel to is so clever and simple like it'll blow your mind when you see it it's like oh cool yeah yeah, yeah. i don't i don't i don't read books so i don't have any source material to reference uh books read yeah me. no 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 paper <laughs> movies for me um but i i thoroughly enjoyed uh, dr sleep and and really dug the parallels uh, the callbacks as you say Fuego. There, there's a there's a lot of uh, inverted, you know, tips of the cap to The Shining. There are some scenes that play out just like uh, they did in The Shining. There are straight, you know, recreations of stuff that 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 is close enough that you you, you understand what they're doing. Um, the like I said, the third act is, you know, it. <laughs> 
it's it's a sequel to The Shining. Um, and and the third act is where there are a decent amount of differences right. between that and the book. But I still, as I always say, it's a king terminology. It's another turn of the wheel. It's another level of the tower. It's it's a different. It's it's almost like a different universe with the same characters, sure. and so you can't be critical in that regard. If you're like a really deep diving King fan that's read the Dark Tower stuff and knows that oh, there's other worlds than these. There's you know just different places where a lot of the same things have happened, the same people reside, but it's an alternate dimension, right. so to speak. So there will be nuances and d distinctive differences. Yeah, the the so. first two thirds of the movie essentially is like a, like a prequel, a, a side quill of, of, you know, people who shine and, and, you know, the, the dark side, so to speak of, mm -hmm. of people who have that, that, that capability. And it, it, you know, it, you're invested enough by the third act that like, oh yeah, I forgot this is, this is, you know, if, even if it didn't move on to, to that great uh, shining imagery, overlook imagery, so on and so forth, I, I, I was invested enough in what they were doing uh, with, with uh, the other characters that, that uh, it, it made it worthwhile. It was, it was, a, it was a fun little, you know, extra extra goody there at the end but the story on its own for the first two thirds carries it strong enough and and the the little extra bonus there at the end certainly makes mm. it go down smoother i i really enjoyed it um yeah flanagan really makes it his own movie in those first two thirds he really right. does and I, a, a tasteful choice that i really was appreciative that he made was he really developed his villains well mm. and did not make them these little one note, like boring. They like they felt like real people, you know, and while they're evil, I mean, there's one scene in particular where somebody in their crew is dying and you feel bad yeah. and you, you feel empathy, at least not necessarily sympathy. But uh, I mean, it's they they felt like real characters, like actually like well drawn and you know, just just believable. And they felt like real people as opposed to caricature, you know, sort of like, oh, I'm the bad guy, you know, fear me, so on. So my yeah. personal favorite kind of bad guy is the, <laughs> the evil laughing, you know, madman. <laughs> you know what it is? You actually sound like the Swedish chef. <laughs> I will hurt yeah. dir your world. Yeah. Cobra, la, 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 la. Oh, that's a good cut right there. <laughs> you guys are nerding out on me. <laughs> I was a man once. Anyway. <laughs> wow, the G.I. Joe movie. I, I love that so movie so much. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see. Do, do you think, do you think Joe Sixpack knows Dr. Sleep is, is connected to no. The Shining? I th that's why they changed the marketing campaign significantly. They're both Warner Brothers films, mm -hmm. right? So after the It Chapter 2 cycle had kind of drawn to a close, they started putting out these posters that were direct callbacks and even saying on the poster, Dr. Sleep, the continued story of The Shining. So whereas initially they were a little more mime about it, mm -hmm. I think they started to realize, I, I mean, you don't want to bumblebee it. You want to remind people as much as possible mm -hmm. that this is a direct continuation of a beloved film that is very much in in the in the zeitgeist of popular culture, and so many yes. people know The Shining, and so I I think it's a wise move. I don't know if it's going to pay dividends. It's not going to make it money. There's no, no way in hell. 
Uh, but I, I would be really happy if it made like 40 to 50, you know, I think that would be very impressive. I'm, I'm worried it's going to do more Terminator Dark Fate numbers, but uh, we, we will see, I guess. Talk so, about a Dark Fate right there, right, guys? Oh. oh, and yet this is one that I think is going to have very positive word of mouth because the, the critical buzz has been solid about this, too. Uh, a lot of early reviews are also praising it very, very profoundly. So, yeah, it's a it's a worthy successor in my estimation. And the, the cool thing about Dr. Sleep, both the source material and this, is that it is very much its own thing, and I do feel like it can stand on its own. And like CP, you mentioned that that third act is just like it's like the icing, mm-hmm. you know, and like cherry on top sure. sort of thing for all the people to geek out about. So I don't, mm. is it? Do they do like the film trainee type stuff? That I guess I guess Ready Player One was supposed to recreate the feel of it, and not be a sequel. So I guess yeah, they wouldn't do that actually. Never, and that never. scene wasn't even in the book, which is just so strange. But uh, Lindsay, no, cool. what I'm saying is. Yeah. I, they go to the Overlook, and oh yeah, I'm aware. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, it's in the trailer. It, it so. looks, yeah. it looks fantastic. I don't know, I don't know if they it built the set. I don't know if it's CG, but the exteriors look just yeah. like it though. Yeah, so it yeah. made me wonder if they went back to the same place. I don't yeah. know. I, I wonder no, it, if I can find I, that information. I was, I was, I, I was reading online. Uh, I was reading online recently. A lot of people like they've taken the time to stu- they've studied uh, the Shining so much that like they can decide like oh the windows in this room don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, there's a whole documentary uh, about two, three, the obsessiveness seven. of the Shining. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one of these days I'll get yeah. around to watching that. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's quite the spectrum of of people's opinions on that movie, and some of it's just straight out zany on on. on uh, I don't love it, but mm. it's I, I acknowledge it from a stylistic sure. standpoint, especially uh, there's some people that I think over obsess about that right. movie. Right. And I can understand why, because the score is tremendous. The feeling of building dread throughout is very it's it's undeniable right so i i i'm always i always love fan fairies like hey i'm the guy that just argued like what 45 minutes ago that we've never we never actually see the future in terminator <laughs> it's all just dreams i so, appreciated your yeah, just yeah. overzealousness about that <laughs> no I mean, you know it's like headcanon for fans is a big deal mm-hmm. it really is and it's it i don't know i just wanted to throw that in there you know it's it, it's just fun when people get together and geek out and try and explore something i feel like so i do want to see 237 i'm just doctor Sleep. It's nice when people are. Sorry. No, Doctor Sleep is it it it, it tiptoes on that line rather well, where it it pays homage to to Kubrick, who you know is a perfectionist, and 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 the look of Shining, while still you know developing a bit of a voice of his own, which you know to 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 blend those two types of. Uh, looks and feels and tones is 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 an achievement in its own and and it's coherent which you know again but by the time the third act rolls around you're like oh oh right right there's there's mm-hmm. this where you know it uh, on top of being an entertaining movie the the fact that he he managed to uh, for lack of a better term be be a, a really good cover band uh, is is quite impressive. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it'll be a shame if it, if it if it pulls in twenty nine million this weekend. But I, I'm hoping for you know like near at least close to double that. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. So uh, I think the King of Sons continuing is gonna 
work in its favor. So. Did the King of Songs ever end? I feel like Stephen King is always on top, it's, even when there's like been, nothing but bad stuff. Like he's been back in since 2017, though. I, I mean, he's there's been more properties produced yearly in the last three years. And I, I mean, I've been doing Hail to Stephen King now for almost 200 episodes and for nearly three years. And I started it right around the time this stuff was building up. And it like sent his popularity back into the stratosphere because nobody was expecting, it, it was almost like a sleeping giant kind of thing mm-hmm. where studio execs, fans, nobody really expected just the phenomenon that that was gonna become. and. Granted, it came out the same year as the Dark Tower film, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 1922 and uh, Gerald's Game, which were both on Netflix and both terrific. So uh, he never went away, but I feel like it's been kind of peaks and valleys, at least as far as his popularity in, like, the the mainstream culture goes. So. Um, speaking of of original creators, and, and it, we, we kind of we, we skipped over it, and I guess— I'll, I'll use it to, to kick off the, the news portion. Um, Lindsay, before we went live, you brought up <clears throat> some some stuff that that James Cameron started started walking a little further away from Terminator Dark Fate due to some some I don't know bad bad news bad 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 numbers. Well, and... It was it was Fuego that brought it. Oh, up. excuse like, me. Like, I the, 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 you, mean, you mean the arguing in the editing bay? Well, not that. The, I've seen some some statements where he's like, "Well, I, I really wasn't on set too much," and oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a couple of of quotes and interviews that have that have kind of trickled out there that that he's seemingly stepping further and further away from this movie. Well, uh, again, I, I read a thing that did say that, uh, yeah, again, right. Uh, he <laughs> talked, um, he was, uh, they didn't, they didn't want to do the, the recreation scene of everyone super younger until they showed it to Cameron and he signed off on it. So maybe a lot of his praise for the movie was just based off of that scene, which was arguably one of the better scenes in the movie. Definitely top five. Well, what I read, uh, I, what I read was yeah. his, his biggest thing was he wanted what we got of Arnold, what we got of, excuse mm-hmm. me, Carl. Um, Carl. That, Carl! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was perfect. That, that was James Cameron's uh, contribution to this film. He, he actually wanted, yeah, yeah. you know, um, mm. a grown-up, uh, thoughtful Terminator. So, um, well, well, I heard that uh, Cameron was demanding Final Cut. And since he regained the rights to the franchise, and, and that's why this movie is even in existence in the first place, because he was waiting for them to lapse after that, you know, that, that period had gone. And uh, yeah, he demanded Final Cut, and that's where him and Tim Miller were butting heads, like we talked about earlier. And whereas he said that he had a similar situation with uh, Robert Rodriguez on Alita Battle Angel, and that he felt like it strengthened their relationship to a degree and that they met one another in the middle and they got along a lot better despite their disagreements that this situation was significantly more contentious and for that reason tim miller walked away feeling like he won that battle and perhaps that's why cameron is distancing himself a little bit especially with the poor box office performance and stuff like that Mm. so Mm. he's not like pilot washing his hands of it but he's He's definitely distancing himself right. a little bit. Right, and and so. this is the second consecutive Terminator movie where, uh, you know, he's done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget his 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 
his rather interesting plug of Genesis and and Sam <laughs> and, and then he stepped away from it once once everything came out and now uh, they threw his name all over the place from producer to James Cameron and and now here he is stepping away from it again and I don't he's not just executive producing yeah. like in the last one right he was actually a producer yeah and, in, but in, now now we're hearing he wasn't even on set so yeah. so. <laughs> oof. <laughs> what was it? A, I, 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 I'll legacy production credit. I, like I don't know what what. Uh, it's it's just uh, I I don't know. Uh, make your Avatar movies and 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 <laughs> do something, huh? Finally make them. My God, yeah. it's been forever. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you think you got the budget for it by signing off on these Terminator movies? You know, dude, these. these... Uh, well, he needs money to go in his little little ship down on the bottom of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, go too, visit you know, the Titanic so... every every now and again. Yeah, dude, it like. That's where. I mean, he. He's got his... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to next honeymoon down on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Like he used to make what three or four movies a decade, and and here we are now full yeah. 10 years since his last movie yeah. and what a prolific output in the 80s and yeah. 90s though I, I i don't think he made a bad movie aside from when he made that piranha the spawning but that was like his first big movie you know so yeah terminator terminator 2 aliens uh true mm-hmm. lies great i love true lies it's a snow cone machine it's a... yeah uh the abyss right the abyss yeah, the the abyss uh, underrated. It's oh, it's I one of Cecil's abyss. favorite movies. Yeah. Cecil constantly praises the abyss. It's been a long time since I've watched it, and as a kid, I think I wanted it to be more horror than the thought provoking science fiction that it actually mm-hmm. was. And so it's it's definitely one that I need to revisit. Titanic. I, I, I love that movie so much. Titanic and and yeah. then Avatar, and now we've we've had we've mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I hope. Well, hey, remember he was on uh, uh, Entourage for quite some time as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else we got in the news category there, Fuego? Uh, so we've got two new uh, films announced in the, uh, I guess, comic book verse of sorts. One being Into the Spider Verse, which was mm-hmm. the very beloved uh, by, I, I think, all, all three of us, right? We all thought that sure. was very, very sure. awesome as, as far as Spidey films go. So it's not coming until July of 2020, if I'm not mistaken. I'm bringing up the news article right now to double check. But, uh, excuse me, April 8th, 2022. Ooh. And so, uh, yes, it, I mean, films like that, obviously, time, that, sure. that, that sort of detailed, amazing animation, which was groundbreaking in its visual approach. So that, that that's going to take a while to make, but... I, I thought it was fantastic. Some of the best 3D that I have ever seen, which it's up there with stuff like Avatar and Coraline and Prometheus as like legit the best 3D. Like we're not talking post-convert, mm. you know, half-assed whateverness. We're talking it was visually incredible. It was humorous, great, great performances. Some argue it's the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would go that far. But uh, so, yes, we got confirmation about that, which is cool. But then another one that's near and dear to my heart is the fact that we also got the announcement that Peyton Reed is returning to direct yeah. the third Ant-Man film and I love me some Paul Rudd that while I didn't enjoy the second Ant-Man anywhere near as much as the original I still will say that it just I don't know he Rudd is a charmer in that role and when when we had our uh, our longtime attached director ditch that film and Peyton Reed stepped in it was one of those situations where a lot of people thought it was going to be dead in the water and it turned out to be a big success it was charming it was funny 
And uh, yes, yeah, so that is, uh, I'm trying to see if there is an actual release date that has been announced. I know it's supposed to start shooting in uh, January of 2021, according to Michael Douglas in a recent interview that he did, but I don't think we actually have a set release. But yes, two big surprises as far as films go, because I mean, remember when Spider-Verse came out, everyone was like, Ugh. Sony, they're, they're, like they're, they're going to try to make a Spider-Man movie on their own when Marvel is having so much more success with the character. And then it was terrific and such a surprise. It didn't crush at the box office like they had hoped. It was also released in, what, December, I want to say, which was a little odd. But yeah, It was I, up I'm for still... an Oscar, though, wasn't it? Didn't it get it nominated? Was. I think it, it won. It won for Best Animated. Yeah. Oh, it won? Yeah. Oh, it did it win. Won. That's yeah. right. It won, won the Oscar that year for Best Animated Feature over... Something Pixar probably, but you know, <laughs> the Pixar category, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so which is what it really should be at this point. But uh, I'm I'm wondering, uh, April being a much more distinctive April is pretty much summer at this point, as we yeah, March is summer at this point. Here, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So April eighth, I think the the, the film is going to do very well, and I'm stoked with uh, writer Phil Lord returning and. To, yeah, bring it on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for both. Everybody of these issue renewals. your thanks to Edgar Wright because none of this would be possible without him. Yeah. And you know what actually was really cool about Peyton Reed coming back is, you know, yeah, we all went Edgar Wright. We do. Uh, but the Ammon movies have been fun. They have. They're not my favorite. I just, I just want to see but, his. That's all. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I don't, did you say this? Oh, I can't remember. Sorry. I, if you already said it, I, I apologize. But he'll be the first director to do the entire trilogy of a Marvel movie. Oh, wow. No, no, none of us. Everyone have, else yeah. has there's been a replacement. I mean, if James Gunn gets uh, Guardians three out first, he'll be it. So it's between the two huh. of them. Yeah, but, they haven't dated this one yet. So yeah, yeah. although I would imagine, I mean, Tyke is going to be. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Suicide Squad. God, God damn it! What am I? James Gunn. James Gunn. Just uh, no, that's right. He, he's going to be so busy with the Suicide Squad. It's it's very funny that he's jumping from you know DC to Marvel and then back to Marvel after you know kind of kind of figuring his stuff out and you know he's, assuming he's gonna for, be the first director to do it successfully yeah. isn't he because uh i would hope so yeah. whedon was oh no he's he'll be the first one because like whedon tried to do it but then his background movie never happened mm -hmm. so he has yet to direct both so i think james gunn's will be the only one to direct both unless i'm wrong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. nice little tidbit i mean Lindsay. i like that yeah i was about to say yeah we didn't even think of that initially mm. so I'm out of them though. I got nothing. And I'm show. spent. <laughs> You're like I'm all used up. I'm spent. Yeah. Um, so uh, Scorsese appears to be pissing off anybody who likes comic book movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Coppola too. Coppola said some even yeah that, stuff, which I thought was really funny. Well, there was there was the things they said that that uh, MCU or excuse me, comic book movies aren't. I forgot the exact quote, but the. I think they said cinema yeah, they, was the they term that they used. Cinema. Yeah. It's not real cinema or true cinema or whatever. And then the last... It's not cinema. Okay, <laughs> it's not cinema. It's cinema. You can't cinema. have an auteur theory with, with MCU-type films. Um, oh, you could do great auteur theory, actually, especially based off the fact that like so many of them have been under different directors and they've changed. You could do a really interesting dive on that, doing that. Go ahead but, and do uh, <laughs> Maybe I will. But uh, I'm going to say maybe. the same thing I always say. Anytime anyone is coming along and attempting to define what is or is not art or what is or is not worthwhile is automatically in the wrong, even if what they're saying is technically it's true. Subjective. Because you cannot say that someone else does not find artistic merit in something. You cannot do that. I can. And the fact that these people, 
No, 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 you can't. You cannot. I mean, you can. You can literally say the words, but you cannot stop someone from finding artistic meaning and depth and purpose behind something. You you just can't. So I respect these directors and in the sense that they're talking about, you know, they want movies to be movies, not movies just to be just endless franchises that are just stacked on top of each other. That's what they should be saying, not these movies aren't cinema. So it is on them because they're saying the wrong thing and it's getting them the wrong kind of attention. But anytime anyone is attempting to define what art is in a negative way, you're automatically in the wrong. End of story. You've lost the debate. So so to fall. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, Even I actually think Bob, Bob Iger had a terrific response to it recently in this past week. And, you know, he's the Disney CEO, obviously. So he's right. got a vested interest and he's obviously bit. opinionated in this regard. <laughs> but, you know, he, he said uh, he argued in this L.A. Times article, isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Uh, I think I would debate him on the subject. You know, first of all, Marvel's making movies, their movies and, you know, uh, good, good cinematographers, good costume designers. He, he basically, just to paraphrase, as opposed to just reading all of this stuff, is he, he said that there's still these full crews of people and it's professional sets and, you know, there's esteemed actors involved and award-winning. I mean, look at Black Panther and the myriad of awards and stuff. I, I, it's really, it's it's a tough argument. It, it might not be your kind of cinema because yeah. it's a tomato-tomato, or excuse me, apples to oranges, you know, sort of argument, but... It's, I don't know. It just sounds very kind of yeah. stuffy and snooty. And it's almost like where, you know, the old Reich, because the old Reich, even when Spielberg was first coming up, you know, older directors like the Hitchcocks and stuff, they hated on him initially. Yeah. You know, they're just like, you know, this. it's almost like you need to, to earn your keep and prove yourself and whatever. But there is, there is, dare I say, a little bit of a stuffy, just kind of narrow minded outlook about this stuff so, so. so he he further endeared himself to to those types mm-hmm. of folks um when somebody asked him why he didn't end up making directing excuse me directing the joker he oh, said yes. he yeah. uh he didn't have the time <laughs> he was a well, little busy and then they said he was going to produce yeah. it and he didn't even do yeah. that right so um well didn't he like just finish like the irishman like a week or two ago like, wasn't that a thing where, like, he's been working tediously on that movie for, like, an insanely yeah. long period well, of time? Well, people people took him saying, I didn't have the time, like, some sort of shade. Uh, and right. well, That is, like, a three-and-a-half-hour yeah. film, right? And yeah, I actually exactly. heard that he's even done additional edits to it before it hits Netflix later this month since the initial round of critic screenings which, and festival which, stuff. Which, by the way, that's, that's, so, that's another... Which is probably pretty typical. That's another so. segue about modern filmmaking and... and Oddly mm-hmm. enough, this is a Scorsese film. The National Association of Theater Owners are up in arms that the Irishman is only getting eight eight screens until it comes out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just like the end of the month. I want. Yeah, say. the twenty. I mean, that's enough to get the award nod, right? Right. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. But that's all you need. But, yeah. That's why Netflix bought a theater in L.A., right, Lindsay? Yeah. 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 So, so they're pissed. They they want, they want their old school movies, and well, Netflix is making that a little difficult. And and here's Scorsese on on, on the modern end of things. So, uh, I don't yeah. know. Thought thoughts on on that on on this well, direction well, we're headed in. One quick thing, White Tim uh, is asked, what's the artistic merit in Super Mario Brothers and Loquitia? 
Well, sir, Loquisha is about uh, one man's uh, frustration with the direction that the comedy is going, making a commentary on woke culture. And while I disagree <laughs> with every assertion he made in the movie, that is technically an artistic statement of sorts. And as for Mario Brothers, how many people need to get eaten by dinosaurs that come out of alternate dimensions underneath New York City until someone pays attention to it? It is a political movie with artistic twists of a video game. We need to address the dinosaurs. Salo. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I would definitely say Super Mario Brothers is enjoyable on psychedelics, you know? <laughs> the artistic I, design I of the know. other world, like the mossiness of it, how disgusting and decrepit a lot of it is, they and how a lot of movies Nintendo actually... Money, man. Yeah, and movies have cribbed on that style since. It's mm -hmm. like there, there's, there is a style to that movie, so even if the story's yeah. crap and the characters are dumb, there is style, and style is artistic. Truly, Boom. and dare I say, Bob Hoskins was also in another strange dystopian movie called Brazil that I see at least stylistic inspiration in Super Mario Brothers from. So that's also very true. You are correct oh. on that, sir. So as to my question <laughs> about uh, Netflix yeah. and, and the conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to give a, a shout out to my boy yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, Lindsay, of course, having a discourse with the YouTube chat. If you're listening to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Willis Greedy YouTube channel to to interact. And, of course, 7 o'clock Arizona time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so that never go. changes, apparently. <laughs> uh, and and if you're I wish it if you're watching and would like to listen to this palaver, uh, the mm -hmm. show yeah. business podcast channel is on Apple, Google, um, Podbean. Just, just check. Just search show, show business. You'll, you'll see us. Uh, uh, to address what you said, though, it's a fascinating trend, and I can see why the old Reich is averse to it. Even Spielberg, who is, you know, yeah, of the generation. The <laughs> oh, I know. Regime, so we're talking about Spielberg here. You know what's funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used the that that particular term one time in a review recently, and Cecil's like, I don't know if you should be saying that, man. <laughs> so, pardon everybody. But uh, the the old regime, at you know, being like the Scorseses and the Coppolas and stuff, and then even Spielberg, who was the generation after them, seems mutually averse. But I, I mean, a lot of Spielberg stuff, aside from the smaller, more tender things i guess like a schindler's list or whatever but even that like just the, some of those scenes of the legions of people being torted and stuff and you know moved around it still needs to be seen on a big screen spielberg is one of those guys that his film his films necessitate being on the largest screen possible in a lot of ways but culture is changing the way we consume our art has changed drastically and i mean for the first time this year it's a headline i saw right before we went to air here that i, I guess the academy members are going to be able to stream nominations yep. for the first time as opposed to getting screeners so that just really shows how much the culture is changing right. and uh I, I think there needs to be more of a willingness but I mean, the old saying of, you know, you get older and you get more set in your ways and it's, you know, it's pretty commonplace. So, so there's, a well, I think the reason they're doing the streaming thing is because every year when you get the people get those things in the mail, they always Something end up being handed. Or, well, no, not even no, that. They, people lend them to people. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it comes from the screeners, which are watermarked so they can trace them back to the original person. Uh, so people still do it anyway. And like I found I found them at a Goodwill once. Someone just donated a whole <laughs> bunch of them. I'm like, oh, someone might get in trouble if the wrong SAG person walks into this Goodwill. looking for uh, So that makes total yeah. sense then. So it's to thwart piracy. To What's more right? funny yeah. is I, I guess theoretically somebody in the Academy could screen a, a nominated film on their phone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, we've come a long way, folks. <laughs> yeah, people so are upset that Netflix so, so wants to watch. Convenience. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, you guys hear about Netflix's 1.5 speed thing too? No, I saw oh. it. Uh, too was it that was really just uh, was it Apatow who was raging about it in the press mm -hmm. this past week? Yeah. And for the record, I agree. It's a terrible way to watch movies. I used to do it as a joke with my friends, just you know, watch like fight scenes from The Matrix at 1.5 speed. It was really funny and fast. But uh, we are also living in the age where you got your video game going here, you got your Netflix here, you got your mm -hmm. phone where you're looking for the cheat codes for the video game. Mm -hmm. Like we we can you got music playing in the background too. Like we live in a weird age of consuming content. So uh, and there's so I, much to yeah. consume too. It's like yeah. how do you even find the time? Oh, I watched it at one and a half speed. I listened to my audibles at one and a half speed. Thank you very. <laughs> much because i feel like that narration's too goddamn slow so yeah <laughs> oh it's yeah yeah it's a weird time yeah yeah uh, what else you got they were the best of times uh, they were the worst of times <laughs> uh yeah no um star wars canceled prequel uh, series right we have to at least touch on that briefly yeah, we do yeah well Over. so the folks behind game of thrones um mm -hmm. Yep, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, right? Yeah. Yep. Apparently. Good old D&D. Apparently they got the good, yeah. the hand slap and no more no more Star Wars trilogy for you. Although, uh, Ryan Ryan still has his trilogy, right? They haven't officially taken that away from him. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm honestly thinking they're going to wait and see how Knives Out performs. It's <laughs> going to be like a Trevor out. It's going to be a Trevor out sort of scenario in that regard. That's what I'm really, really wondering. And I think Knives Out will do decent enough. Mm -hmm. I, if it's critically beloved, unlike uh, Trevor Out's movie, which uh, I always forget the name of it because I still Book of Henry. I got around to seeing it. But yeah. well, it's, it's Disney does have that record so far. Uh, they don't necessarily seem to care how your movie does, but. but... Or I guess maybe they do, but like uh, uh, Trevor was set for nine after uh, Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter that it was a bad movie. Made a bunch, whole whole boatload of money, and everyone wanted money. to. See. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then he makes the Book of Henry, just an ungodly horrible nightmare of a movie that just does not make sense, and it was an absolute shit show, and has very weird gender politics in it. And they went, you know what? We're not going to give you our 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 Star Wars led by a lady character because your women stuff is weird. Mm. Uh, and then, I mean, not literally. That's just my pro projection of it. <laughs> uh, and then, Dra Dunge uh, Game of Thrones, biggest show in the entire world. They're offered a Disney thing, a Star Wars thing, and then they shit the bed with the ending of game of thrones and like nope sorry you can't have that anymore you did weird things with women and stuff like that sorry you're not <laughs> we're not i mean just i mean it's a pattern it's happened twice now well, so also I mean, another pattern out, just, yeah who knows sorry go ahead yeah no the the, the pattern i was going to say is the problems kathleen kennedy has had with keeping her directors for her star wars properties and that's the i other, think that's yeah. a big time thing to discuss here because i mean between rogue one and the ghost director that came on for that the mm -hmm. solo debacle i mean it's it's 
I don't know. It, they just can't seem to figure things out. I, I'm not super fond of the direction that Disney has taken this this property. I'm really hopeful for for the Mandalorian, obviously, and because they've mm-hmm. always seemed to have the TV pretty much in tow. I think Rebels is very solid. Uh, I've I've liked the. I'm excited about more Clone Wars. I'm trying to remember if that is a Disney Plus exclusive or not. But yeah, on the on on the TV end, they seem to be doing stuff just fine. But it's it's Kathleen with her features that's been been. Difficult, do you think so. Do you think Disney maybe is a little too hands on e about yes, their Kathleen, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I would contend that. I, I, I think I think it's that they don't know what they want these movies to be and they just want to be making Star Wars movies and they instantly just sat down and started planning Star Wars movies the moment that they had the rights mm-hmm. without really like actually taking time to really develop things and they just started pumping things out based on just like really weak concepts oh like the people who got the Death Star plans how Han Solo got the Millennium Falcon a Star Wars movie that's just a remake of A New Hope like they just just the most basic things that they could do and some of them have worked and some of them have blown up in their faces Ed- and it's it's the Netflix model in a way like you know just let's just make a whole series and release it at once and start on season two before we even know how people feel about season uh, one uh, as as a fan of of the the the, the sequel trilogy thus far it it, it yeah. is quite clear that they didn't really have a plan and that that's horrifying <laughs> that Mm-hmm. You know, this this is Disney who's, you know, over the umbrella over Marvel who, you know, has six moves ahead figured out. Mm-hmm. And with with Star Wars, it seems like they're just kind of like eh. uh, the handoff from J.J. Abrams to Ryan Johnson. It it yeah. seems like there was no sort of cohesion and. I, I don't know. And that, that's why I love Last Jedi, because you just boldly said, like, oh, you guys have no plans for Snoke? Okay, fine. Bam. Snoke's dead. What's the deal with Ray's parents? Oh, they're just, okay, whatever. Fine. Bam. They don't matter. Yeah. Okay, we've got mm-hmm. a movie. we got arcs. we got, okay, here's the ending. Here's where it's at. you got super fascist boy, big boy pants, adult potty Kylo Ren in charge of the biggest, scariest army in the galaxy, and Ray's trying to get the spark of hope going and start a whole, like, boom. You guys could do something with this, right? Oh, no, you're just going to undo all the stuff that i did great okay cool it it is weird the 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 thing i'll give ryan johnson's movie that should have been the 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 ass end of a trilogy that that should have been the end like the way that movie ends should be like no i i disagree with that i think it's a it's a strong part too you could you could do a, a strong finale out of that with like the 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 first order's final push to really do things and like the whole galaxy coming together behind the rebellion the new rebellion or whatever they're called i, I it's it, it is a part two i i'll stand i'll, yeah, I'll stand I by mean, that but it's still it still didn't feel as much in need of a third entry right. as empire right. or uh attack of the clones did you know yeah. We'll certainly yeah. explore this further in about seven weeks. Yeah. Oh, yes, man. we shall. Did you guys get your tickets of already? Of course. Nah, not, I, I'm just going to do my thing that's to right, show we, up and just get That's right. We yeah. talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I would double down, though. Uh, doubling down really quickly, though, about the fact that, you know, the TV work seems to be doing so much better because it is alleged and not confirmed. But, you know, Josh Trank was working on that Boba Fett movie. And a lot of people are saying, oh, that's kind of what they moved and expanded upon for the Mandalorian for Disney Plus. The fact that what was originally going to be a feature, I think Mangold was even attached to at one point. It was never confirmed. But for, for the Obi-Wan film, it gets moved to the streaming service now. I'm actually more about that because you have 
more episodes and yeah. I get like 10 hours of yeah. Star Wars as opposed to three hours and more time to flesh out characters. Uh, I guess Ewan McGregor on the Dr. Sleep press tour has been saying how stoked he is that you can finally you know, talk about it. Right. D- d- you can finally talk about it. he's been lying for years yeah. about the fact that they've been trying to get this off the ground, which is cool. And he said he's stoked that they're going to have more time to tell it in comparison with what was originally going to be just a, a one off. I think this is one of those movies where you can you can take a movie that nobody really. I mean, listen, they 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 probably won't. But there's that interesting piece of solo that. uh Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently is covered in the the the. I don't I don't watch the cartoons. Apparently, they they just you know they have a bit of a side story or not not a side story, but Darth Maul returns in in the cartoon in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. and fights Obi Wan. He goes at it with Obi Wan right. too. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you could you could you you don't have to make it a big deal, but it could be it shit that could be a a, a mid season. I, I, don't, I don't. I would love, love, love. To I know. I mean, I know. Darth Maul was so wasted in. I mean, he was oh. maybe the coolest thing aside from. I, I actually really like, uh, you know, Qui Gon and and Obi Wan's dynamic and stuff. Despite the hammy cheesiness of the the kid aspects and the Jar Jar interactions and everything, but I, I like the two of them. And the the novel that they put out earlier this year, Master and Apprentice, is actually terrific and really explores their contentiousness and their differing viewpoints and I guess just theologies almost mm-hmm. to a degree, which is really fascinating. It's a, it's a terrific book. I know this isn't, you know, Star Wars book talk or whatever, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Darth Maul was underutilized and he was the most badass thing in that movie. And it was a terrific fight. I mean, you know, the, the fight at the end and the, the score is so, so good. I just hope and they flesh yet, him out. Like just give him a little yeah. bit more of a, of a backstory. There's a great Marvel comic that gives him some backstory. Sure. And then there's also a sequel back when it was under the Dark Horse banner that they did where it explores more about him in the criminal underworld. And it's a really fascinating idea. The expanded uh, stuff that they've done in both comics and novels, if you're big fans of the series, anybody watching, it's it's pretty badass, I got to say. It's it's lot, lots of you know talented creatives and, and expanding upon you know, stuff with these characters. Darth Darth Maul, especially. It's just so strange that that as far as Star Wars is concerned, things are looking a hell of a lot more exciting on the Disney Plus end. Because Mandalorian looks looks great. Uh, Granted, it's only a trailer. uh, But I I think that's a day one, right? Uh, Day one, we're getting episode one of Mandalorian in, in two weeks. Uh, we're, we're actually getting a couple episodes. I, I want to say they're either dropping two or if not three on day one, but it is going to be weekly thereafter, yeah. kind of like what uh, what Hulu did with Castle Rock, where they threw on the first couple of episodes and then they went weekly thereafter. Yeah. So. Old school television for you for yeah. your kids who don't know what, what, what not binging is. <laughs> Talking around the water cooler about <laughs> it the day after the lost episode yeah. or whatever. Oh, or <laughs> man, those were the days. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I, I, I'm as a Dis, uh, I was gonna say as a Disney kid, as a Star yeah. Wars guy, I'm 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 pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped that you know, it, it, there's hope. No matter what 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 the hot takes of the internet are about what's coming up, yeah, it looks pretty exciting. There's enough to chew on. 
I, I just want to see it already. I've, I've, I've made my thoughts. I saw the trailer again today when I saw the saw Terminator. <clears throat> I like everything I've seen except for the Emperor. It's we'll, just, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they be, they we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. They, they better connect that because <laughs> it's gonna yeah. seem so shoehorned if they don't explain what the hell he's doing there. <laughs> And yet, oh. if you've read like the, the the comic book stuff in the '90s where they cloned the Emperor, that's still what I'm really guessing they're going to lean into because you know they've been they've been cherry picking the stuff that is now considered legends and incorporating it mm. in whether it's uh you know uh, uh, blue face dude what the heck is his name that is totally eluding me blue face um, dude uh, so so they had that sequel trilogy of novels that they did. Uh, Thrawn. Thrawn was a guy who was made legends, but then they brought him into into Rebels, and now he's officially canon. So they they relegated him to not being in the proper canon, and then they're like, oh, he was beloved, so let's bring him in. Why the hell not? Hmm. You know. So I'm just hopeful that we do get this old Republic movie because that was what the Game of Thrones guys were supposed to be exploring was the origin of the Jedi, and that's the one thing. If just to circle back to the original thread of this conversation that i i want to see old republic yeah. so bad i've been wanting to go back and play it again oh, know, games so. are so good those games yeah. are amazing damn right mm-hmm. and i would love to see like an origin of the jedi thing because then maybe we'll see the origins of the sith as well and yeah, the sure. sith were well, the sith ruled i mean yeah come on. <laughs> they were freaking like it was like a religion of a species that the evil jedi like adopted i want to see how that works how the i what, like, ruled the how... galaxy a lot longer than the Jedi did. You, you right, think? Yeah. You th- stop crinkling. Do you think maybe? <laughs> do you think maybe there's there's a a chance we still get that from somebody else? I think there's the desire maybe. for it. I I, I feel yeah. like the hardcore Star Wars fans really do want it, and I'm I'm still would I I still would prefer as opposed to a trilogy of old Republic stuff. I say back to what we were saying. Throw it on TV. Give it a give it a few scenes. Give it three seasons Dude. instead. Give us thirty hours instead. And, you know, bring it on. And it goes back to what I was. Well, what we were talking about before with with, with Terminator. Like it seems like. Listen, get away from the Skywalkers. Get away from Terminator. Yes. Just get away from the Connors. Yeah. Get away yeah, from the Skywalkers. Like, there are so many other people in these respective universes, and that's what they've done so good in the comics and the mm-hmm. novels with both of those franchises. Actually, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, and and then there's there's this. You know, there's this this group that is they just want to see, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker save the day 20 times. And uh, how many times can you? I just want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot a bunch of people. 15 movies in a row. Like, like yeah. what? Guess what? You're, you're into hey. slasher movies now. You you officially yeah. for every complaint there are about Friday the 13th and, and those types of films, you're 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 turning great action sci-fi series into just that so yeah you're you're almost yeah. putting yourself like in, in in a box where you're you're it's it's a limitation aspect and i i mean in in hindsight sometimes doing a different thing is eventually celebrated i mean you bring up horror franchises look at halloween 3 it found its mm. audience eventually and it's a for me it's a really good movie it's one of my favorite halloween movies so yeah. mm. my dad's in that movie it's a great movie yay <laughs> Cheap plug. It's Tom Atkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just trying to get a piece of ace. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else as, as far as news? 
I mean, Bee Gees movie was really the only other yeah. thing that I had. You know, the whole biopic that's going down right now with Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody and all these other things. I'm, oh. I'm not a hardcore Bee Gees fan. I know that they became obviously really big with Saturday Night Fever and everything, and that was what launched them into the mainstream. But especially overseas, they had a very strong following as doing like love songs and stuff, you know, and uh, I, I think one of them is still alive. I think two of the three of passed, those yeah. uh, of, of the Gib Bros have passed. But it, it's one I have moderate interest in. But it did, you know, there was a lot of big outlets that that were covering that. I, I don't know. That's there's there's lots of other groups that would be more excited about seeing a biopic <laughs> about. You know, give me the Guns and Roses biopic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. I mean, have you? I mean, it's, it, it's got to be better than too. the that dirt. Be for God's sake, have you? Oh, yeah. the dirt. Oh. I hated the dirt. Have you yes. seen the... It, it was dirt. It lived up to its Sure, sure. Have you seen the, <laughs> the news about these these um, neutered versions of films like Rocket Man Smart. and Booksmart, where they're, they're cutting yeah. out the yeah. gay scenes for the airplane releases of these films? And I know Olivia Wilde, for one, is the, the director of Booksmart, is kind of really, mm-hmm. really pissed. Um, she went scene for scene of the stuff that was omitted and how importantly integral it was to the plot. Sure. But airlines have always notoriously edited out sex and, uh, you know, profanity and excessive violence and stuff like that. And I, I, I heard it was a scene between the two girls in the bathroom, you know, that Which they there took is out. No nudity. There's, no, there's no nudity, but there's there's definitely implied oral sex. And so, I mean, well, well there is. And so, uh-huh. I, I mean... So I, I don't know. They they raged about it, and apparently Delta is playing the full version of the film again. I, I'm guessing they're still bleeping out the, the f words and stuff in that because it's a pretty profane film. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting. I, I mean, if it's just you know same sex stuff that they're cutting out, obviously that's terrible. But I I feel like they cut out all sex, whether it's. Okay, or I'm trying strength. to think. I've, so, I've I, flown so much and watched so many terrible airplane versions yeah. of movies. Oh, yeah. I watched. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, is it just like when you wa- edit a movie for TV for like Fox or FX or something? Yeah, something like that. Like that. Maybe it's changed. Yeah. Which I get. You know, there's going to be kids on a plane. And, you know, you don't want some kid in the seat behind you watching. You know, you watching some sex scene between teenage girls in a bathroom. I get that, but at the same time, you know, uh, there's, if there's no nudity, who cares? It does feel weird. Like I'm, I'm trying to think because airplanes are so tight, and yeah, um, perhaps, perhaps they should, they should micro manage it to the seat, uh, and figure out. Okay, a 28 year old male is sitting here; he should be able to see it. But there's a four year old child to his left uh we 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 gotta you know somehow mm. you know it's it's about looking over each other's shoulder i can't tell how many times yeah. i've i've looked down the eye i'm like oh i didn't realize that we we had access to you know inception and then went and found it and watched right. it myself so uh, it, it's it's tricky but uh the visuals and yet- yes if it's nudity mm-hmm. yes but I mean, if you have, head, you have headphones if you have on, headphones on yeah. it, it, that that's a bit more difficult. And again, if there if there's not nudity, uh, if you're gonna take out gay kissing, you might as well take out all kissing because, right. 
True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where if they like if that was just cut out and uh, since I it's been a few days since I read the article, I can't remember if they they cut out every single bit of the. the I mean, it's very apparent from the get go that that character is is gay, right. and it's there's right. lots of reference to it. So, well, if it is explicitly about that, then yeah, that is really bad. Like this summer, Netflix oh. uh, finally did a. Oh, I mean, Netflix got did a release of a classic anime, Evangelion, and it's mm. great because the whole generation of anime fans haven't been able to watch it legally since like the late '90s. So it's amazing for that, but it's also an absolutely terrible translation. That feels like it was translated from Japanese to English by someone who's never spoken a word of English in their entire life, but we don't need to get I always into that. Hate, I, I always hate yeah. the dubs, man. I just oh, watch no, them sub, subtitled. Yeah. This one is egregiously bad, and it actually changes one line of dialogue. One guy says to another guy from I love you to I like you. So, like, it's not uncommon <laughs> to see, like, direct, you know, hell, that's gay. We can't let that be. Uh, and it's very unfortunate, and things like that do need to be clamped down on and stopped. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's just it's just yeah. sticky. It's just really, really, yeah. really sticky because if you're going to protect people from certain things, yeah, then... it is. <laughs> ah, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, we're going to the special <laughs> home now. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's uh, I I I don't uh, I don't know. It, yeah. it, there's it's it, it's going to have to be case by case or or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know airplane movies already are kind of neutered to hell so um yeah. and then you can always still have the person on their ipad watching whatever the hell that's they a want, hell of a you point know? you know what i always bring my uncle's movies yeah. with me and uh you know i'm there i'm watching i forgot what i what i, I actually felt bad watching something it was re- oh, i was watching uh cult of chucky uh <laughs> and like there was moments where i was like "Ooh, i don't know if i want people knowing what the hell i'm looking at and, uh, yeah, I'll be like reading a graphic novel on a plane, and I'm like, this is really violent. I don't want this person next to me seeing that I'm reading this kind of crap. Yeah, the the like, woman to my left's watching some dopey rom com, and I'm just watching yeah. people get cut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a threat, I swear. <laughs> well, that uh, that about does yeah. it for for this week's episode of show business Lindsay, do you do you do you got anything for us uh yeah i got a huge backlog of videos please check out while <laughs> i uh figure out so what's going on with my current Link stuff down below also um guys oh, yeah. please please subscribe to both Lindsay and in fuego's channels because mm-hmm. uh i was going over this we probably should have discussed this earlier but um, we might have alternates. This is this is this is the the locked in group. But if God mm-hmm. forbid somebody can't make it and we're running close to showtime, we we might we might go with an alternate third party. So um, just in case. Yeah, we've had people sick. My, my right, tire situation. Right, right. And I mean, yeah, things happen. Life life comes at you right, fast, right? Right. So and hard. <laughs> fast and hard. Yes. Oh, and yeah. sticky. Too fast. Too hard. Uh, uh. That's the uh, porn version of that franchise, right? I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. Be. So, so subscribe to everybody that that is here, because uh, perhaps there there I mean I I mean I just had my stupid tooth thing. Uh, that was gnarly looking. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm glad you're all right. That was uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm medicated right now, so so there's that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, in the future, who knows? We we, we might have 
an, an alternate version of the lineup, but uh, just just to be prepared um, and and to check out everybody's content, obviously. Yeah. Subscribe everybody below. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in, in Fuego Tainment, obviously, and uh, I'm going to be dropping a review this week of Jojo Rabbit, which I got to see oh, this we didn't past get to weekend. Talk about that. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite films of the mm-hmm. year. And uh, I mean, maybe when it goes wide and maybe once once Lindsay's seen it, since we've already gone almost two hours, but I, I thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. and it balanced tone in a really tasteful fashion, more so than I was expecting. Now, that's not to say mm. there isn't humor that may offend some, mm. you know, uh, something about priests putting things in their ears specifically, <laughs> which the woman oh. next to me almost couldn't breathe. I thought she was going to like have a seizure or something. She was laughing so hard, but, uh, yeah. So, so there's that. And then on the horror show channel, youtube.com slash the horror show channel, we are continuing our nightmare on Elm street coverage, Cecil and myself, uh, boy, we've got uh, Freddy's dead coming up very soon. We just filmed a review of Wes Craven's new nightmare, which Cecil has written and is planning to direct a sequel called Dylan's New Nightmare with a returning Miko Hughes. And we still have a little less than two weeks of a Indiegogo that you can find all of the information about on all of the horror show channels, social media. The, the so. link to that Indiegogo is down below as well, too. Badass. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah, so we just released, oh, I just released 31 and 31, which is mm-hmm. 31 horror franchise films ranked. Uh, uh, the three of us will be on Cody's, not, not the three of us, but Brian, myself, and Cody will be on Cody's channel to discuss how crazy we all are. Um, there's that. <laughs> uh, Emily and I might be doing a Britain twit for Dr. Sleep. Um, nice. Hopefully before it comes out, there's that. Um, I might be releasing my Criterion collection video, which is just me going through my collection and telling you just how many of my movies I haven't watched. That that yeah, that's like collector yeah, for me right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, just me me reading labels. Look, I have this and and yeah. I have this and uh, but that. I'm surprised your collector report isn't uh, Funko Pops, but hey, what do I know? Dude, it, <laughs> well, it's like Stephen King deluxe editions, really. It's, it's <laughs> what that boils down to. The stuff that sells for hundreds and hundreds of dollars at this point, of which I have a few, which mm. is nice. So. But yeah, gotcha. well, other than that, we'll, we'll probably see this on two earliers, two hours earlier than, than now next week. Um, for Fuego <laughs> and Lindsay, I have been CP. You haven't. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> That's your loss, guys. <laughs>